Rad podcast. Rad is both who I am, Rachel A. Dawson, and what I'm here to do. Share what I'm reading for R, an action step for A, and a discussion for D. This is episode 18. Let's get started with reading. Since June is Pride Month, I wanted to share a few books that I have both read and had recommended to me that explore different perspectives on gender, sexuality, and identity, particularly in relation to Christianity. As a Christian, I grew up hearing a very specific stance about sexuality and marriage. As I've gotten older and become friends with people of different sexualities, as I've studied more deeply and read more widely, I've wrestled through those beliefs that I grew up with and what my beliefs are now and how they'll continue to evolve. I've wrestled with how to love all people well, how to support my friends well, how to vote and advocate well, etc. I'm not here to share any hard or fast stances or any specific beliefs, but instead encourage you, whatever your beliefs are, however you feel about things or however you were raised, I'd encourage you to explore for your own self and make up your own mind about what you believe now. It's hugely important to me to keep digging deeper into things that are controversial or challenging or confusing. I find that the more I read, listen, watch, hear, have conversations, build relationships, pray, read scripture, etc., the more my worldview shifts and my perspective expands. I love that process of growing and evolving and stretching. I find it makes me better, more empathetic, more loving, kinder, a better friend, and hopefully more like Jesus, which is my ultimate goal. It's easy to hold to a belief or a stance when the issue or debate at hand feels like an out there issue. But I found it changes rapidly when you start to put names and faces and friends to it. And find it's not just an abstract concept that your beliefs, but that your beliefs can and do impact people you like and love. Making friends and building relationships with people different than you is incredibly important. It's life-changing. And so, if you don't know where to start, or you just want to further your own exploration around LGBTQIA plus beliefs and perspectives, here are a few books you might want to consider. The first is Messy Grace, How a Pastor with Gay Parents Learned to Love Others Without Sacrificing Conviction by Caleb Kaltenbach. Here's the synopsis. Sometimes grace gets messy. Caleb was raised by LGBT parents, marched in gay gay pride parades as a youngster, and experienced firsthand the hatred and bitterness of some Christians toward his family. But then Caleb surprised everyone, including himself, by becoming a Christian and a pastor. Very few issues in Christianity are as divisive as the acceptance of the LGBT community in the church. As a pastor and as a person with beloved family members living a gay lifestyle, Caleb had to face this issue with courage and grace. Messy grace shows us that Jesus' command to love your neighbor as yourself doesn't have an exception clause for a gay neighbor or for that matter, any other neighbor we might find it hard to relate to. Jesus was able to love those people and yet still hold on to his beliefs. So can you, even when it's messy. 
When I read this one, here was my review. I am so grateful for this book. Caleb is a pastor with a lesbian mom and a gay dad, and his perspective is unique and incredibly helpful. More than anything, I so appreciate his emphasis on living in the tension of grace and truth. That's something I often feel like Christians especially fail at, and I personally struggle with. I highly recommend reading this one. I underlined and highlighted so much, copied down quotes and wrote out new thoughts and questions, agreed with some and wanted to push back and debate some as well. But I encourage you not to just stop with this one, but to keep exploring and learning from other perspectives as well. I actually posted about this one on my Instagram and Caleb himself sent me some recommendations of further reading. I'm thankful for him and for this book and his example in so many ways. Next up is my current read, Does Jesus Really Love Me? A Gay Christian's Pilgrimage in Search of God in America by Jeff Chu. Here's the synopsis. This is part memoir and part investigative analysis that explores the explosive and confusing intersection of faith, politics, and sexuality in Christian America. The quest to find an answer is at the heart of Does Jesus Really Love Me? A personal journey of belief an investigation, and a portrait of a faith in a nation at odds by award-winning reporter Jeff Chu. From Brooklyn to Nashville to California, from Westboro Baptist Church and their God Hates Fags protest signs, to the pioneering Episcopalian Bishop Mary Glasspool, who proclaims a message of liberation and divine love, Chu captures spiritual snapshots of Christian America at a remarkable moment when tensions between both sides in the culture wars have rarely been higher. Funny and heartbreaking, perplexing and wise, Does Jesus Really Love Me is an intellectual, emotional, and spiritual pilgrimage that reveals a nation in crisis. Like I said, I'm currently reading this one and still working my way through it, but I have heard Jeff speak and tell parts of his story at the last two Evolving Faith conferences, and I have such high respect and admiration for him. He is a beautiful writer and storyteller with a heart of gold, a brilliant mind, and a winsome and warm presence. I can't wait to keep I can't wait to keep reading more of his story. And lastly, here's a book on my to be read shelf that has come highly recommended from many friends. Gay Girl, Good God, the story, the story of who I was and who God has always been by Jackie Hill Perry. Here is a synopsis. I used to be a lesbian. In Gay Girl, Good God, author Jackie Hill Perry shares her own story offering practical tools that helped her in the process of finding wholeness. Jackie grew up fatherless, experienced gender confusion, and embraced both masculinity and homosexuality with every fiber of her being. She knew that Christians had a lot to say about all of the above, but was she supposed to change herself? How was she supposed to stop loving women when homosexuality felt more natural to her than heterosexuality ever could? At age 19, Jackie came face-to-face with what it meant to be made new— and not in church or through contact with Christians. God broke in and turned her heart toward him, right in her own bedroom in light of his gospel. So I'm curious to read about Jackie's story. I know a little bit about her, but not a lot. But I'll definitely share my thoughts on my bookstagram at All The Rad Reads on Instagram once I read this one. Again, I encourage you to read a book from a different perspective than the one you have. Chances are one of the three I mentioned is probably different from where you stand. This might strengthen your own convictions, or it might change them, or it might even make you more confused than ever, but I think it's good and important work to do. 
If you have recommendations about books that discuss the intersection between faith and gender or sexuality, I would love to hear them. Now for action. I want to share a pretty practical action step with you all today in a bit of a lighter direction. I want to encourage you to better use baskets. (laughs) Did you see that one coming? A friend recently tagged me in her Instagram story thanking me for the idea of creating a quiet time basket, and it reminded me just how much that little tool has helped me. I shared some stories on my own Instagram this week and saved them to a highlight. So if you're looking for videos or a visual of what goes into this basket, you can check that out. The idea for this basket was simple. Corral all the things I use in my everyday quiet time or Bible study or devotional time or whatever you want to call it and put them all in a basket so they're easy to find and easy to access. I got a metal basket from Target. Man, I miss that place. (laughs) And I started gathering up all the goodies. Here's what I keep in my basket. My parallel Bible, which has four different translations in it and is a great way to get more out of what I read. The Women's Bible Commentary, which is my favorite resource. It shares um, often missed or neglected or just misunderstood context about women and minorities and just other angles of scripture that are often uh, not presented at other devotionals or commentaries. It gives incredible context for what I read and helps me put the scripture into the larger context of the history of the time. I really love this resource. Next, I keep my Sacred Questions devotional book, which I am going through slowly but surely. I love the structure of this devotional. It's currently, I'm currently in a section going through the Psalms. Each day has a kind of grounding thought, a passage to read, some questions, prompts, reflections, and a prayer. It is a perfect amount of content for me, and I highly recommend it. I also keep a devotional by Melody Beattie called The Language of Letting Go, in my basket, and it was a recommendation from my counselor. I love reading these short and poignant thoughts every day and find they often strike true with what I'm going through. I also keep the morning and evening prayer book in there that I like to reference if I find I'm needing words for prayer or I just want to read beautiful writing. I'll bring my journal with me wherever I move my basket to, as it's usually with me and doesn't really live in the basket. And lastly, I'll keep a little pencil pouch in there with some things I often need and would usually find I need to get up and get distracted to to find. So I'll add some lotion, chapstick, pens, pencils, highlighters, a hair tie, etc. All in that pouch in the basket. It helps keep me more focused and I don't have to get up and go get things often. And that's my basket. It's changed over time as I've added or switched up books or devotionals I'm using, but I keep everything in that basket so I can easily haul it to the kitchen table or out to the living room or just up onto my bed whenever I am ready to dive in. If you end up making a basket like this of your own, tag me on Instagram so I can see. Now for discussion. I had a conversation with a friend today about Instagram and follower counts. My Bookstagram account recently hit 10,000 followers, and I was so thrilled to reach this major milestone. I started this account back in 2017, and it has slowly but steadily grown over the last few years as I've continued to share what I'm reading and post other bookish content. I was never in it for the followers, but when I knew that 10K was coming, I started obsessing over the numbers way more. I started comparing my feed to other feeds. I paid more attention to how many followers people had and started comparing myself and my content constantly. It was so unhealthy. (laughs) It took all the joy out of what had always been a fun little space for me, and I hated that I let it become something other than just fun. 
I would see these accounts and feeds with beautiful photos and awesome aesthetics and great flat lays and these consistent editing styles. And I would feel like my feed looked ugly and random and messy in comparison. But when I stopped myself and actually examined these thought patterns, I realized something. I want my account to be more authentic than I want it to be about an aesthetic. Authentic over aesthetic. It's my new motto. (laughs) If you follow any bookstagrammers or even any kind of influencer on Instagram, you likely can tell a pretty clear difference between people who are just posting for the aesthetics and those who are posting authentically. At the end of the day, I think the aesthetically pleasing feeds are beautiful, and I do enjoy following some of them, but mine is never really going to be that. It's going to be honest and pretty random at times and not really have a cohesive feel, but it's going to be true to who I am and what I care about, and I'm, I'm okay with that. In fact, I'm really proud of that. And if it means my follower count stays smaller than some other accounts, who cares? <laughs> I am truly thrilled that anybody cares about my thoughts on books, and I'm really blown away that over 10,000 people do. That is a massive number when I think about it, and I don't want to take that for granted. Now that I can do the swipe up in my story, which is so fun, I have loved using it to highlight books by black authors and link to their pages or share books to read during Pride Month like I talked about today and use that tool that I've been privileged to receive to elevate the voices of others. The point really is to remind myself and maybe you too that I think it matters more that what we that we show up as our true selves. I think it's important to be honest with people with what we post and not just share the highlight reels, to use our platforms and a privilege wisely. And for me, that looks more like authenticity over aesthetics, and I am totally cool with that. All right, that is it for episode 18, friends. Thank you for listening in. I hope you're enjoying listening to the Rad Podcast and all these episodes as much as I enjoy creating them. You can subscribe to the Rad Podcast and whatever your favorite podcast app is. And if you would like to leave a rating and review, I would be so thankful. Before you leave, here is a benediction of sorts. May hope meet you where you are today. May it break through any clouds of doubt or storms of grief and shine its warm light on your face. May it remind you that good things are coming and love always wins. May you feel a peace that surpasses all understanding deep down in your bones and may it give you strength to carry on. You are dearly, dearly loved, and I am grateful you are here. If you're looking for me online, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Rachel A. Dawson, and my bookstagram is at All the Rad Reads. You can find me swiping up in all my stories. <laughs> for everything else, find me at racheladawson.com. The music and mix for this episode were created by my talented brother, Drew Dawson. Thanks for listening, and stay rad, friends.